Welcome to the club! This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. Why is leverage important? Because that's what you're going to need these days. They're not going to sign you as a songwriter or sign you as an artist based on potential because you are like... You look good. You, you could possibly be something right now. You got to come in with a track record. You got to have proof that you've already been making it happen. And that's why we called it the climb C L I M B creating leverage in the music business. This is a Baxternym created by my good friend and co-host, Mr. Brent Baxter. He's an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady Antebellum, Joe Nichols, and more. And he helps songwriters like you turn pro by revealing how you can write like a pro do business like a pro and on a regular he connects you to the pros so that you can see how you're measuring up and grab a hold of that golden ring. You can find Brent real easy at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com. And if you're an artist looking to increase, well, actually, I'd like to introduce you to my co-host. I got a new script here. I started at the wrong spot. That's professional. It's even in bold. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinnell. Johnny owns a Daredevil production. They're breaking artist digitally and they're identifying new fans through data if you're an artist looking to increase your streams blow up your video views sell more live tickets and get discovered by new fans tv and music industry pros then daredevil production can help daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists such as colin ray tracy lawrence ty herndon and andy griggs just to name a few you can find johnny at daredevilproduction.com that's production singular no s and there is no s because there is no other johnny d what's up brother there might be some B, but there's no S. Hey, a little bowl. You but know. no scatter. <laughs> yeah. A little bowl, but no scatter. There we go. The I fit doesn't I'll do hit better. the chan over here. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So what, I'll do better on the man? intro next time. I'll do better on the intro next time. Did you have a good Thanksgiving? It was a maiden voyage. It was good. I ate too much and all the things. So I I get a vacation, which means I get to count to five repeatedly, make sure I got all my kids with me and chase kids around. It's like, can we get back to work, please? So you don't do a home alone? (laughs) Exactly. No, we stayed here for Thanksgiving. So it's just, it's more stressful than work days. So, because you're just watching kids all day. Can I get to work, please? I think I got a podcast to record, please. Thank you. All right, got to go lock the door for an hour. Daddy's got to make some money. Daddy's got to make some money. Feed all these faces, these five faces that keep coming at me. But it was good, though. How was your rice farmer? Just give it up and become a rice farmer. I know, seriously. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) No doubt. We buy the 25 pound bag. You'll learn to love it. At Sam's. Yes. Uh, Mine was good. Mine was good. It was the normal amount of chaos, man. Well, good. Good. That's the family t-shirt. You call it chaos. We call it family. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. uh, What are we going to learn today? Man, today we are going to dive into some business and mindset wisdom that's helped my songwriting career and that I believe can help yours too, Climber. So last- Business uh, and mindset, it's just about talent. As long as I have talent, as long, listen, let me clarify that. As long as I think I have talent, I can be pissed off at the world for not paying me for it. Exactly. I mean, you know, my last episode, (laughs) if you listen to that, I believe episode 199, it was songwriting advice that changed my career. And so I want to dive into the other side of it and go, okay, that's the songwriting more like the creative side of it. 
And let's talk about more the business and mindset side of it that people have, whether they knew it or not, blessed me with through the years. Wow, that's going to piss a lot of people off. So uh, before we do wait. that, let's take care of a little business and piss some more yes. people off. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a digital world out there, but still an important role to have physical media for today's independent musician, uh, especially if you're touring. I mean, we just literally, I just had a conversation today with Barry Alora's uh, investor about buying CDs because we're touring and we know we can move them if we're touring. Of course, we've got tons of merch and all kinds of stuff that we're selling at every single show. This is huge. This is mission critical. Digital royalty payments are so small that selling products like a CD, some vinyl, some t-shirts, this is going to become an important income generator that's, let's just replace the word income generator with how you get to the next town. Hey, you can man. put gas in your car and maybe eat. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And knock, knock. Who's there? Math again. You know, Matt says, I know, I know. Matt says for every CD you sell at a gig, you need about 3,000 streams to make the same amount of money. And that's a lot of streams. Now, if you're on social media, which I'm sure you are, you know, you're seeing all these people sharing their Spotify streams, their year end. Hey, I've had 14,000, 14K streams, or I've had 1.2M, or I've had 12. So uh, it takes a lot of streams to equal what you can get from just selling one album at a show. And so I think you're literally leaving money on the table when you don't have merch on the table. And thankfully our fine friends at disc makers are the place to go for said merch like disc and other physical media, including vinyl, USB drive, and even t-shirts. And you can find them online at www.discmakers.com or give them a call at 800-468-9353. That's 800-468-9353. That's right. Join the Climb community if you haven't done so. The submissions to the request to join the Climb community have been ramping up significantly. Chelsea's like, goodness gracious, like every day we get like five or 10. So that's, that's super cool. Something I'm proud of. That means that people are getting, I see people asking questions in there. They're posting stuff. Mm-hmm. Other people are commenting, support, information, 2020 hindsight. That's invaluable Uh, and it's always 2020 right (laughs) exactly so i love that and we've been incredibly busy this last quarter but i'm trying as hard as i can to pop in there and weigh in on a a couple things here and there just give a high five to an artist who's like i just blah 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 had a big win and hell yeah that's what i'm talking about i love that stuff speaking of the winds uh, we have a thing called new heights that we post every wednesday and put the win in wednesday you know And I'll share a couple of these. Marvin Adcock, who's a buddy of ours, he said, this will be a first for me. I never had an artist produce a video using one of my songs, but thanks to Canadian artist Keanu Woods, it's about to happen. And he links it up. Yes. Yes. Very cool. And let's see here. We got another one. Congratulations, Marvin Adcock. Yes. And we have another one from our friend, Davin. I'm not even going to try to say his last name. Tilling Hast. Tilling Hast. He just finished mixing the original cast recording of a pop punk soccer opera goldfish mystery he wrote with his friends hoping to release within a few months pop punk soccer opera goldfish mystery goldfish mystery called fish napped well you just i mean the name makes you want to at least the first page better be good because this could either be a train wreck (laughs) or be the most brilliant thing ever but that first page better be good because if you don't grip me there i'm just thinking i don't know like yeah so They got an original cast recording, and he just mixes. So, David, 
Awesome. I really want to know what this is about. Like, I got to know. I know. I know. So we got other stuff like that. We have our gig, you know, alerts that people can share when they're playing out. We have co-writer connect so people can connect for co-writes, all kinds of good stuff going on in the climb community. So if you're not a member, what you waiting on? How many, is, it, is there people actually connecting in the co-write connect and stuff? A little bit here and there, you know, we get a little more activity on the music Monday, which is people can share their stuff. We have social share. And so that gets pretty active. See, I got to find that poster. We do that like once a week. Well, hey, all super- cli- hold on, all climbers out there, like if you've connected in any way, shape, or form with another writer through the Co-Write Connect, just shout them out on in the climb community because I just because I'd like to know. Like I'd mm-hmm. like to know. You know, I'm sure a lot of that happens, and we're not even aware of it. So I just want right. to know if some people have, have done that, and I want to know that's valuable. Yep. So it's an opportunity if you want to take advantage of it. There you go. So, hey, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done so, so you get all the episodes in order. You can consume them as you like. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you leave a rating and review. We're trying. We're still trying to reach 200 by the end of the year. We're falling a little behind, so we need you to step up and leave a rating and review. This makes it legit for other people to come in. And, mm-hmm. you know, hey, if you love us, give us five stars. If you don't, we'll still read it on the air. That's right. We read the worst ones. We aren't scared. We're not, we're not scared. And then finally, the best thing you could do is just tell somebody about it. If this means something to you, if you find it valuable, if it's been helping you, if you've had some aha moments, then post it on social media. Physically tell a friend, another songwriter, another artist, another musician, dude, check out this biz, Music Biz Podcast. It's creative. It's business. It's a good mix of stuff. And we got it all right here for you. That's right. All right, let's dive into this. We're already yeah. like 10 minutes into the podcast. Oh, my goodness. I uh, know. Shame on us. All right. So this is business and mindset wisdom that helped my songwriting career and can help yours. So, because you know what? They call it the music business, not the music talent, not the music love, not the music hobby. It's the music business. And so it's important to keep an eye on your business. Mind your business. It is your own business. So mind your own business. Talent's 10%. 10% of it is talent. Yeah. Talents. Everybody got talent. Everybody got talent. Talent. Everybody I mean, got it. Like aside from like wherever you're in, like whatever town you're in and you've got this music community and it's cool and you're doing your thing and it's great. Like Nashville hub, right? Hub, mm-hmm. one of the main hubs of the music industry. And there are literally hundreds of thousands of musicians here mm-hmm. and singers and songwriters with an amazing amount of talent. Oh yeah. The person bringing your, your appetizers, your tapas, yeah. bring that over to your table is more talented probably than the biggest local hero in your hometown. Right. And so the bar here, let me just explain the bar, like where we're at, like we're dealing with nothing but super talented people. And Mm -hmm. what's the difference? We're going to get into some business and mindset, business and mindset. (laughs) That's right. That's it, man. Like straight up. Like, yeah, I know. Cause when that fails, it's so disappointing. Like we just had a big, huge disappointment with one of our artists just imploded from the inside out. I've talked about him many times on this podcast. I'm not going to mention any names, but just, uh, just like that, it was over. Why? Cause they just refused to want to be a student of the game of the business. Yeah. It's shame. Total shame. So proud of the work we did. Oh, I have stories. And and I, and I got to let it go. I got to let it go. And why? Business and mindset, it wasn't talent. Total failure right. on business and mindset. So that's all that's it all hurts. I say about that for right now. All right. So if you listen to my last episode, 199, it was wisdom that I got from like music publishers 
people in the music business, but not all music business wisdom comes from people in the music industry. So I have a little bit of a business background. So I went to college at Arkansas State University. So go Red Wolves. And I majored in human resources. And then I stuck around. I got my master's in business administration. So that's the MBA. So while I never worked, wanted to work in the cubicle, which I eventually did anyway, and hope to never do that again. I've always tried to look at professional songwriting as a business because it is a business, whether we like it or not. So, so here's some of the foundational advice about business and mindsets that's helped me to be really a happier, more successful songwriter, and hopefully can do the same for you. So the first thing I want to mention, and this is a book I got years ago because the title of the book slayed me. I'm like, I got to read this. It's called, it's the author's Tim Ferriss and it's the four hour work week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds like a book. Love I his podcast read. too. Yeah. yeah, podcast is good. I usually don't have like two hours to listen to, it, but <laughs> it's good. So I'm just going to pull out some some nuggets that I've gotten from some of these books, and that's the thing, man. You can learn from people that aren't even don't even know you exist. Tim Ferriss doesn't know I exist, but he's had an effect on my career. He's coached of me. What? He a doesn't book? know it. A, a book that must have cost billions of dollars. Billions. It took years and hard work to get the access to that. No, I, I got it at like. Barnes and Noble for like 20 bucks or something. What? Yeah. 20 to the cost could, of two cocktails? got it less on Amazon. Yeah. For cost of two cocktails, you got bequeathed. Also, great in a book? In a book. It's amazing. Insanity. It's really ridiculous. So here's what he had to say. He said, being busy is most often used as a guise for avoiding the few critically important but uncomfortable actions. So notice, we stay busy. Because we don't want to do the important thing. We don't want to do the uncomfortable thing. So we do other things. That way we're not just sitting there doing nothing. We fool ourselves. It's, that's why it's a guise. It's a disguise, right? I'm being busy. I'm working my butt off. I'm doing all this stuff. So how many times have you hopped on Facebook or Instagram or listened to a new work tape for the hundredth time just to keep from doing the uncomfortable, whether that's booking a demo session, reaching out to a co-writer who might not you know, actually want to write with you. So it's a little scary or reaching out to that intimidating co-writer who might actually say yes. Or are you listening to music all day to get inspired when you're really just putting off actually writing that next song? So that's that stuff. It's, he talks about work for work's sake. And yeah, so sometimes writing songs can actually be the busyness that keeps you from doing something that's really uncomfortable, right? So sometimes the social media, the other stuff, the listening down to what you've already written keeps you from writing your next song. And so that's not a good thing. But sometimes writing that next song can be the comfort zone that keeps you from doing the uncomfortable business thing that needs to happen next. I would much rather think about creating a new video for one of my artists, answer emails, or get a root canal than do freaking accounting. <laughs> <laughs> but if you eventually don't Shoot do accounting... Shoot me in the effing head. Like, I... Uh, <laughs> right. Things will, bad things will happen if you don't. Right? I know. And I hate it. Yes. It's, I'm busy. I got stuff to do. <laughs> yeah. And what I have to remind myself, like with emails, because sometimes you want to check it. You want that little endorphin hit. You want to check that email. You want that endorphin hit. You want to see if somebody liked, somebody shared, whatever, instead of doing something that actually needs to be done. But at the end of the day, I call it, is it actionable intelligence? Is it something I can do something about? Checking my likes, that's not anything I can do anything about. It just is what it is, whether I check it or not. It doesn't change my day in any practical sense, whether I wait another five hours to check, oh, look, some people liked it. It doesn't really change my day. It doesn't change right. my outcome. Email, most of the time, if like, 
because sometimes I'm hanging out with the family and I'm tempted just to escape mentally for a minute because Hazel is unstoppable. And I want to mentally check out for a moment. It's easy hurricane to check Hazel. the email. She's a hurricane, dude. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love her, but she wipes out entire nations and people. <laughs> so, you know, you just want to escape for a minute. It's like, let me just hop, you know, I got my phone with me. It's right here. I'll just check my email real quick. But you know what? Am I really going to, if I don't have time to respond to an email, then it doesn't matter if I got it yet. Like, I don't need to check my email yet. It's nothing I can do anything about, really. Yeah. And so that's why I try to train myself sometimes going, okay, is this anything I can do anything about right now? No, then I don't even need to check it. Because yeah. if anything, it's going to then be a bigger space. Like, oh, I need to get back to that email. And it's going to fester in the back of my mind and make me even less present. But anyway, going back to sometimes writing the song can actually be the busyness that keeps you from doing something really uncomfortable. Like taking time to really think about your songwriting business and how you're going about it. So like, I'd rather stay too busy writing to admit that, you know, I need to stop and think. And you know what? I probably need to stop writing with some of my current co-writers because they're dragging me down. They're negative attitudes or they can't get anything done or whatever, you know, or that I'm writing dated songs and I need to update my style. Oh, I'd rather just write another one, a new one in the old style than actually mm -hmm. do the deep thinking and go, I need to change how I'm going about this or take the time to go, I actually need to leave the house and meet some people. Ugh. No, I'd just rather write another song. So sometimes writing that song can be that form of, of laziness, of busyness that keeps you from doing the uncomfortable but important thing. Another thing in the book, The, four the hour Devil You Know is better than The Devil You Don't, but exactly. they're both the devil. They're both the devil. Tim says, being busy is a form of laziness, lazy thinking and indiscriminate action. Lack of time, yes. Lack of time is actually lack of priorities. So, Ooh, again, that, he calls it Say work. that again. Yes. Being busy is a form of laziness. Lazy thinking and indiscriminate action. Lack of time is actually lack of priorities. He calls it work for work's sake. And, dude, it's a killer. It's when you've been busy all day and you mark a lot off your list, but nothing important gets done. And you don't actually move the ball down the field. Yeah. You don't actually progress your business in a meaningful way. You know what? This is a, a tenant, a, a pillar of all businesses. This is a common, common, common problem amongst all entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter what business you're in. If you're in the music industry, if you're making widgets, if you're making computers, if you've, if you've got the new social media app, like understanding this, this is a mindset, understanding this concept that you're talking about is the difference between winning and losing. Mm -hmm. It seriously is. It, it's very, very heady stuff. And you have to know if you're not aware of it, then you just like every other entrepreneur get caught up just, okay, well, I'm just grinding. I'm creating, I'm making stuff. I'm good. This mm -hmm. is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is, blah, blah, blah. but it's, I'm working it's, on my 10,000 hours. Yeah. And all that's true. And it's important. And it's important, but without this other thing, doesn't matter. Right. Right. It's like a great idea without execution is crap. Right. <laughs> so like, it doesn't matter. You have to understand this. You have to rip the bandaid off and just deal with it mm -hmm. and realize that it's part as uncomfortable as it is. It's part of the game. It's, it's, you, it's just something that you have to do, whether you like it or not, mm -hmm. unless you can afford to get somebody else to do it for you. That's right. 
Yeah, it has to be done. Which leads to that next point is from a guy named Greg McEwen. It's M-C-K-E-O-W-E-N. He's the author of Essentialism. Really cool book. Mm. And he says, oh, it's good. He says, to operate at your highest level of contribution requires that you deliberately tune in to what is important in the here and now. So in other words, like is social media really the most important thing I can be doing right now? Is that ball game on TV really the most important thing I can be doing now? Or is that writing the next song? Or is writing that next song the most important thing I can be doing when I'm already sitting on a stack of strong songs that I've been hiding away from the world and haven't shared? Maybe the most important thing I can do right now is to actually play those songs for somebody. So again, mm-hmm. it's using discernment and going, what is important? I, I picked up the acronym WIN. It's not my own. It's, I picked it up somewhere. WIN, W-I-N, what's important now? Ah, That's how you win. You do what's you important now. So, How many people have never asked themselves that, that question? Oh, you yeah. Know? You just launch into your day and you're chasing the bright, shiny thing or, or you're being busy like Tim Ferriss talks about. You're being busy and... You don't take that time to what's important now might be to stop, pump the brakes and take that 30,000 foot view of what I'm doing. I have to do that with both my, like my coaching, my songwriting pro business and with my songwriting business and go, okay, I've been really busy. I need to stop, hit, pump the brakes, take a breath, look at what I'm doing, actually see what kind of returns I'm getting, see yeah. what, what I need to prune, mm-hmm. right? What I need to cut out and then what I need to pump more into. So when you in business, you should have a mission statement for your business, right? Mm -hmm. And one of the things you learn about a mission statement is that it's a living, breathing entity that's forever changing. Every single day you're working, that mission statement is evolving and changing. Mm -hmm. And so to add more weight to what you just said, it's, you know, what the right answer was last quarter you might have a new evolved answer that you have to address this quarter mm-hmm. to move forward and to do these things. Things can change, you know? And I mean, we're, so we're doing that right now with Daredevil. We've had an incredible year with 2019. We tripled our artist roster and everybody wants digital marketing now. Mm-hmm. We've been preaching about it for what, almost four years now on this podcast. Yeah, something like that. And last year, for some reason, everybody heard the message and, yeah. and they got questions and we're having serious conversations and budgets are being brought to the table and people are nervous, but moving forward because the alternative is much more painful mm-hmm. right, and more expensive. But in light of that, we have... Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. 
Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. you know, we're growing and now I have to start thinking about like hiring strategies. I start oh, yeah? to think about you like, put on your HR I, hat. How, yeah. How am I communicating the message to my employees, right? To my mm-hmm. interns, like how I've got, this is stuff I didn't have to think about in 2018. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, it was too freaking busy working in the company in 2019 to put some weight to it. But I, now I got to put some weight to it or yeah. I'm choking myself off. Right. Yeah. If I'm going to expand, I have to put some attention, some time and some energy towards some stuff that maybe it's not uncomfortable, but it's definitely foreign. And yeah, you have to grow uncomfortable. And yeah, and it's a pain in the ass. Like, come on. <laughs> you know, like, why can't I just make my freaking donuts and sell them? You know, like, right. like why do I got to think about all this other crap? Well, deal with people and how to work with them and, get, <laughs> and not be I mean, the bottleneck? I'm really good with that. But I mean, there has to be intention, right? There has to be right. strategy. There has to be, okay, my next hire, like what do I hire somebody to support Chelsea or am I hiring a Facebook manager? You know, which one's more important? They both, I need them both, but I can only mm-hmm. afford to hire one, you know? Right. So, and that's the stuff that can keep you really busy doing other things because it's uncertainty. Yeah. And yeah, it's uncertainty that really makes it hard to make those decisions because we're scared to move because we don't know exactly. It's not all laid out for us. Yep. That's what it, I mean, you songwriting business. So there's, okay, my goal is to get cuts. What do I do today? <sighs> you know, or whatever. It's uncertain. So it's easy not to move. And yep. uncertainty really is a big thing that keeps people from making decisions and moving forward because they just, they're not hundred percent sure. And here's but the you got to do that work. It's uncertain for everybody. Yeah. Every single person, it's uncertain because every little business, every little artist, every songwriter, they're all like snowflakes, you know? Mm-hmm. You have different situations, different relationships, different opportunities, different strengths, different weaknesses. So there's generalizations that are made. The only way out is through. Like you have to see and dig down and make a couple mistakes mm-hmm. and get some guidance. Like this straight up, this Thanksgiving, my dad flew in a day early. My dad's had his own, had his own company for 30 years and then he sold it and a brilliant business mind. And him and Chelsea and I sat down and had a conversation and we talked driving all the way up to Chicago where we had, uh, and Kim had to suffer through it, you know, the business <laughs> conversation, but talking about, okay, you know, where do I need to, mm delegate more? Where do I need to, you know, how do I do this? What are some of my options? What are some of the things I need to stay away from? And it's a different art in and of itself, running your business. It's a different yes. talent aside from the talent that you have that makes the business that you have even viable or even mm-hmm. a possibility. Mm-hmm. Right. And so understand that. That's, I just want people to understand yeah. that. There's something in your back of your mind right now that's probably clicking climber that's going, Oh, that thing I've been putting off. You know, you can point to your activities during the day and go, oh, that's running from something else. What is that thing I'm running from? That's the thing you need to be doing. Yeah. So another thing Greg McEwen talks about in essentialism is we need space in order to discern the essential few from the trivial many. So you got two sides. You got the essential few things. Few things are essential when you come down to it. Many things are trivial or unimportant. 
And so you need to find that space. You need to book a retreat by yourself, even if it's in at your own house, in your home office, or on the back porch, something. It's difficult, but you need to stop and reflect. And that's not for the faint of heart. You have to be brave because you don't know where that search for the essential few is going to lead you. It might lead you to move. It might lead you to not move. It might, you know, whatever, may totally change how you're going about this. So it's easy to hide in the busy, but that is not where the real growth happens. And outside forces are an unacceptable excuse. Yes. You know, I don't care if you're Brent Baxter and you've got five kids. Like if you don't sequester yourself for a couple hours and do some of this deep work, mm-hmm. this deep thinking work, then the outcome is going to be intolerable for Brent Baxter and the five kids. Well, and why don't we talk about that? Because that was one of my points. I'll just hop over to that one. John Maxwell, he's the author of Beyond Talent says it is much easier to move from failure to success than it is to move from excuses to success. Oh, Oh yeah. That's strong. Say that one more time. That's a freaking tattoo, man. Yes. It, It is much easier to move from failure to success than it is from excuses to success. Excuses are curriculars. So you're talking about excuses. I had all manner of excuses available to me when I started out. It was like an excuse buffet. Let's go down the line and pick what you want, right? <laughs> I don't live in Tennessee. I'm not a singer. I suck on guitar. I'm only a lyricist. I don't know anybody in the business. I have, I have to get a day job. I don't have a spouse with an income to float me. I don't play out, blah, 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 blah. And that was many years and many publishing deals and many cuts ago. There you go. That excuse buffet. Yeah. So, and John Maxwell also says, it's the key choices that you make apart from the natural talent you have that will set you apart from others who have talent alone to kind of bring us back to what we talked about earlier. It's the choices you make apart from the talent that will set you apart from those who have talent alone. So it's kind of the thing of hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard or whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's that kind of thing. It's just choices, man. That makes so much of the difference. And going back to what Greg McEwen talked about, you need space to figure out what choices you need to be making and to get away from all that busyness. Like, Greg and, and Tim talked about. So that's, that's a big thing. And something else I want to talk about is, and I got, I got a lot, I've got more than I can probably get in here, but okay. books are fun. And so all these people, I've not met them, yeah. <laughs> but they've influenced me and hopefully they're going to influence you too. Peter Drucker, he's a famous management expert. Yeah. Geek out on that. He says, what gets managed or what gets measured gets managed. What gets measured gets yeah. managed. Okay, so I have a calendar over my wall. And I just ordered my new one for 2020. It's a big laminated wall calendar. has every day of the year up on there. And what I started doing was, you know what? I need to measure these things because too many things are slipping through the cracks. These are like the vitamin things that eventually, if you don't take them long enough, your bones get brittle and, and you have some health breakdowns in your business or your personal life. Mm-hmm. But they're not screaming things at you every day. So it's I easy to take not some do vitamins. You just reminded me. Yeah. Uh, I took mine. Okay, good. I had to think about it. So, so what I'd had four kind of quadrants, four different areas, spiritual songwriting, health, and then like pitching and networking. So I had like four things. And so I got four different color markers and doing the Jerry Seinfeld thing, you know, every day you write a joke, put an X on the calendar. And you just try not to break the chain. Okay. Yeah. And mm-hmm. if you break it, we'll start the next day and start a new chain. You just try not to break the chain. 
And so I have, you know, read for spiritual. So if I do my Bible study or something like that, or I teach it a one or whatever, you know, one of those spiritual things, if I feed that, that gets the red mark on the day. If I write my song or if I do my creative exercises, I may not have a co-write every day, but if I'm doing my personal song title challenge and I'm working the machinery, that gets the green line. If I have to wait till the next day to put the blue line on there for health, but if I got enough sleep or had enough water, exercise, if I feel pretty good about that, then I get the blue line. If I reached out to 10 people in the music business, ping 10 people that saw my face or saw my name, or if I had a co-write or some sort of event where I'm deep diving with somebody in the business, mm-hmm. that, gets the, that gets the line for pitching or networking. And so I measure that. Like I got to hit 10. I have a notebook where every day I'm writing down people in the business that I don't put Johnny on there because that's almost a cheat code because we talk so much. Other people <laughs> that aren't in the inner circle Mm-hmm. So if I'm pinging a co-writer about, hey, we're going to write, or if I pitch a song to somebody, I'll put their name down. Or if I have a phone call with somebody about an event, but all that stuff, or if I write with somebody, their name goes on there. If I hit either a deep dive with somebody like a co-write, so I'm going deep with somebody for like three hours, that'll get me the line. Or if I ping 10 people in the business, that gets me the line. And so that stuff holds me accountable. I can look at my calendar and I see it. It's in my office. I look at it every day. It gets measured. So therefore it's always top of mind. Like, okay, I want to get my 10. You and know, you're, and at, you're looking at that color code and you're like, you know what? Like I'm short on this. Yeah. Like, Oh, I've not been so doing. So you can tell within, within a week rather than like a year later, you're like, Oh, I guess I kind of sucked at that last year. Yeah. But it's all vague. Yeah. Yeah. This is yeah. like, Oh, I'm missing the blue. I need to get, I need to do something about that health stuff. Cause if I don't take care of myself, my brain is a part of my body. I use my brain to make a living. So it's going to suffer as well if my body's suffering. Yeah. And same thing with spiritual stuff or reaching out and networking, especially the networking. That's the kind of tricky one. And that, you know, because you feel the writing because mm-hmm. it's what you love to do. The networking, the reaching out to people, the song plugging. It's like I had to put a hard number on it. It's 10, 10 touches or one deep dive if I want to get that line. And it holds me accountable. So Peter Drucker, what gets measured gets managed. So what is something that you can do, whether the wall calendar thing or some other thing where you can measure it? Because if you measure it, it's going to be more real. You want to mark that off your list or you want to, you know, you're going to manage it if you measure it. Yeah, that's, so the, the statement I use, just a different way to serve up the statement that you just meant was, if you can measure it, you can manage it right? If you can. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. yeah. And so for, from a marketing perspective of artists trying to break artists, the broadcast platform used to work really well because it was very powerful, also very expensive. But now it's still very expensive, not very powerful. Oh, yeah. And there's no measurement, right? It's just, you write a check, they put your song on the radio and then we see what happens, right? Like you yeah. go to that town and hopefully enough people heard the song where you can sell enough tickets and they come out and see you. Mm-hmm. But it's, you don't know who heard it. You don't know who liked it, who heard it multiple times, who didn't like it, blah, blah, blah. And so on the digital marketing thing, I mean, that's one of the big keys that we try to, to help convey to future clients is like, you can measure this, like we'll know. Within, we just started a weapons of a new, uh, the first weapons of a new campaign today. Started late last night, but it probably didn't kick in until it got approved by Facebook. So it's sometime this morning. But so far, we spent thirteen dollars 
on the ad buy and we have over 5,300 views on the video. <laughs> you know, our cost That's for a sick, 10 dude. second view is 0. 0.003 cents. So this is like, that is ridiculous. Horn to a band. Cause they're like, okay. And I pin that damn thing. If you go to weapons of a new on Facebook, you can see the ad it's pinned to the top of their feed. So they see it every single day they're going there yeah. and they can watch it move and watch it happen. And we know who they are. So it's like, we can measure it. Mm-hmm. We can make a mistake. Mm-hmm. And when it mistakes are okay, when you're measuring it, Hey, you, fail. You know, like, it, here's another acronym for you. I didn't make this up. Okay. Not a Baxter name, but fail first attempt in learning. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Everybody's got to pay an idiot tax. Mm-hmm. I paid it. You paid it. We all pay it when we get yep. in there. Cause we're naive. We just fell off the turnip truck. Mm-hmm. We're as green as the grass. And then we start to learn why. Cause you yeah. take a couple lumps, mm-hmm. take them, just get in that fight, put up your fist. Yeah. Protect your face as much as you can. Throw a couple punches and learn how not to leave yourself exposed. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So It's not failure. It's feedback. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's feedback. If you want it bad enough, you'll look at it as feedback because you'll be like, okay, well, I need to know how to do this. Right. Right? I mean, you don't get a freaking handbook for parenting. No, you do not. You just jump right in, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and figure it out. You know? I mean, I remember my brother-in-law telling my sister, like, you need to be home more. My sister's an ER physician and he's like, you need to be home more. So, cause it's, so it's not just me screwing up our kids. <laughs> <laughs> I want someone to blame. Yeah. 20 <laughs> years right. from we gotta, now when we're we bailing do them this out. together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is funny. You know I mean? He's, he's tongue in cheek. He's being funny, right. but that's, but there it is. You know what I mean? Like it, you just have to learn experience. It's what you get right after you need it. That, yeah, that's right. You know, experience <laughs> comes from making good decisions or good decisions comes from make from experience and experience comes from making bad decisions. Right. I was, I was watching a little bit of uh, Avengers infinity war the other day. And at the beginning Loki was talking to Thanos. He's like, Hey, can I offer my services to help you invade earth? I have some experience in that. And Thanos goes, you consider failure experience. He goes, I consider experience experience (laughs) there you go (laughs) that's your marvel moment brought to you by anyway Uh, here's another one here's another one this is a good one Uh, michael height he's an author he's a blogger podcaster all that stuff he's the author of living forward and so he talks about this question it's like a life-changing question what does this make possible what does this make possible so you fall down the stairs and you break your leg. What does this make possible? I don't know. I'm sitting down. I guess I practice guitar a lot. Yeah. It's, it's taking those things that at first seem like negatives and going, okay, but what does this make possible now? Yeah. And it turns it on its head. So, hey, you know what? I split time between Nashville and Southwest Missouri just for family reasons and, and all that stuff. So, when it came time to like, okay, you're going to start splitting time instead of just being in Nashville 100% of the time. You're going to start splitting time. You're not going to be in Nashville as much. I had to ask myself that question for my sanity and for efficiency's sake. So what does this make possible that you'll be splitting time? You won't be in Nashville every single day. So some answers to what does it make possible? I would shed like a beast. So I have a stack of ideas and lyrics for every co-write, right? Yeah. I stay fresh and excited about every single co-write I take. Instead mm-hmm. of looking at, well, I can't write every day. Well, you know what? I'm going to be fresh. I'm going to be excited. I'm going to have a stack of ideas when I walk in. I mean, and I've told this story before, I think, but, you know, I've been writing with Aaron Goodman. He's an artist on Reviver and Warner Brothers Canada. He's, he's killing it. And, uh, you know, write with him and, and another uh, writer, and a writer I hadn't written with in literally a decade. And I usually start with, hey, okay, I got some ideas. 
threw one out there. They like, let's, you know, a couple out there. Let's go to that first one. What was that first one? Can you give me that lyric again? I'm like, I'll give it to you. Here's a piece of paper with the written on it. And here's a copy for you, Aaron. And he's like, what? This on a piece of paper typed? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. He goes, and Aaron's like, oh, that's what I love about writing with Brent. He's got, you know, <laughs> he's got his stuff together. And yeah. The train is on the tracks. <laughs> yeah, and I did not have that when I was full-time in Nashville, writing full-time, because I just didn't have time for that. Other things were possible, right? It made, I wrote a lot of songs, but this is a, it makes a different thing possible. Much more time to think out my ideas and to bring in the best of the bunch. And so people, people are happy to see me coming because they know, like, he's got some ideas. And so that was something that, that made possible, which, you know, would have been possible even living in Nashville just to not book myself so much. But it's really fun to go ride with people. And so now that this is kind of forced because, you know, now I'm doing Skype rides in between and, you know, I'm still writing so this year, it's almost 70 songs, you know, finished mm -hmm. this year. So it's still, you know, a pro level amount of songs, even not being there every day. It, it makes some other things possible. Some other stuff, um, the cost of living is lower in Southwestern Missouri. So I have more freedom to write more. You know, I don't have to be as concerned with the immediate like, oh, we got, you know, the bills this month. I need to do some more coaching or whatever. It takes a little bit of pressure off that, more time to write. Um, you know, I do online writing like Skype and Zoom. And so when I make trips to Nashville, I'm often without the family. This is another thing it makes possible. When I make trips, sometimes the family's with me, sometimes they're in Missouri. I have wall-to-wall -wall flexibility. So with five kids, you know, it's not good on the marriage to book a coffee at eight and a ride at 10, a ride at two and a ride at six, and then go catch a show at like the other 10 o'clock. It's not just great on your family there. So when I'm in Nashville, though, I can do that when my family's not there, when they're in Missouri, I can be wall-to-wall. -wall. I'm seriously booking sometimes three rides a day and doing a coffee with somebody and that kind of thing. And so I hit the ground running and I don't stop until I leave. And again, I've written about almost 70 songs this year and I've gotten some cuts this year. And so it works out where it's like, I've written as much as some years when I've been in Nashville full time because the situation is, is a little bit different that way. And it also keeps me in check. Uh, because I can't run out to every show or every opportunity that comes along at the cost of my marriage. Johnny, as you know, there are a bazillion opportunities every day in the music mm -hmm. business to go mm -hmm. meet coffee, go write a song, go to a show, go to a writer's night. There's 28 hours worth of at least <laughs> of opportunity in every 24-hour day. And so what does it make possible? It makes possible that I'm not going to overdo it. Um, I love the work, and, and it's easier and more fun than changing diapers. Heck, changing <laughs> Hazel's diapers is just, well, anyway, we talked about how she can wipe out entire zip codes. So, you know, but when I'm in Nashville and Emily's in Missouri, there's no, hey, I've had a rough day. Do you really have to go to that show? Do you really have to go to that third ride of the day? That's off the table. Yeah. Because I'm 500 miles away. Love you, babe. I empathize, but I ain't hopping on a plane. Yeah. I'll hop in the car to come home. I can encourage her from Nashville, but I can't cancel my appointments, right? So that's the flip side is that, you know, when I'm home, I'm home a lot. Like I'm upstairs in the home office and I take off when the kids get off school. So I'm around just about every afternoon to help out and weekends and all that stuff. So it's, it's trade-offs. Like, what does it make possible? What does your situation in your life make possible? Don't look at what it makes impossible. Go, okay, if this is where I'm right now, whether, whether I'm out of town or I have a day job or whatever, what does this make possible? Maybe your day job 
what that makes possible is you're actually hanging out with actual country music fans or pop music fans or CCM music fans, whatever your genre is. You're actually hanging out with the fans. Mm-hmm. What they like. That's valuable intelligence. You know, I've talked before about being in the Nashville bubble. You're writing for other songwriters instead of just writing for the fan. Yeah. And what does it make possible? Oh, I'm around the people that actually dig what we do. And that's what I'm aiming at. I'm in and around the customer. Okay. That's valuable. Maybe it makes valuable. Like, you know what? I can get on the ground floor of this up and coming artist out of Kansas city or out of Salt Lake city or whatever, where the, the folks in Nashville don't even know they exist yet. I can get in, or even if they know they exist, they're, you know, a thousand miles away, but I can get in on the ground floor. What is mm-hmm. it make possible? You know, I can think more deeply about my songs. I'm not counting on that for a living, right? So maybe you have a day job. Well, dang it, I, I want to make my living writing songs. Well, what does it make possible that you don't? It makes possible that maybe you can write less, but write better. You can be more patient. You don't have to be as desperate. You can, you know, mm-hmm. it buys you time. Whereas mm-hmm. if you're, and if that's what you count on for your living, ooh, that can get pretty desperate pretty quick. Yeah. To do things you don't really want to do, write songs you don't really want to write because you're trying to, trying to make that dollar to feed that family. So maybe what it makes possible is you can be a little more picky and do you. So anyway, what does it make possible? Great question. Yeah. And, you know, use that in your current situation. Like if -hmm. you are currently in a mindset of, well, I really want to do this, but. Mm -hmm. Okay. So take that but and be like, what does it make possible? What can you do now to lay down the railroad track for this? Mm -hmm. Waiting is, is a killer. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a killer. Like next week, we're going to talk about the API change in Instagram. A lot of people want to know about this. We're going to dig into it. Mm -hmm. And if you were waiting until this year to get your act together on Instagram, well, now it's going to be be a lot more work and some more money (laughs) to to make it happen, you know? So you got to take care of business. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, just a much better way of looking at life. What does this make possible? So uh, last thing I want to talk about, real quick is Stephen Pressfield and the war of art. And what I want to share out of that book is everything in the whole book, just a whole dang thing. Just need to go read that book. The war yeah. of art by Stephen Pressfield. It's great. He talks about the resistance and it's that thing that keeps us moving from moving from a lower level to a higher level, basically. So if you're a writer, it's the thing that keeps you from writing that last page, that last sentence, that thing that keeps you from getting it done, all that busyness that mm-hmm. keeps us from doing the uncomfortable thing, the uncertain thing, that's resistance. Mm-hmm. And so Pressfield goes into this about how to fight resistance, how to turn pro, how to face it every day. Cause we face it every day. It doesn't go away. You just learn to get into the arena and battle it every day and you can win, but you have, it's a battle you have to take up again every day. And, and, and you recognize it. You, you learn to recognize it. I know what this is. This is the resistance rather yeah. than just sort of reacting to it. There's a difference. Exactly. Interesting. One thing he talks about is resistance only opposes in one direction. So resistance obstructs movement only from a lower sphere to a higher. It kicks in when we seek to pursue a calling in the arts, launch an innovative enterprise, or evolve to a higher station morally, ethically, or spiritually. So if you're in Calcutta working with a Mother Teresa Foundation, and you're thinking of bolting to launch a career in telemarketing, relax. Resistance is going to give you a free pass. <laughs> That's right. But if you're in that cubicle and you're wanting to get out to write those songs for a living or be an artist and be on stage for a living, resistance is sure going to kick in. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's a great book. Uh, so many people in so many uh, fields have, have just been changed by this book. And so it's the war of art, break through the blocks and win your inner creative battles. It's a great book. 
Killer. Get lots of places. So yeah, just just all book. Just go read it. But yeah, that's that's basically what I had to share today. I think getting the right advice at the right time can be a career jump start. He's done it for me. And you know what? I want to do that for you. Not all wisdom comes from the music business, but a lot of music business wisdom can come from the music business. <laughs> and so I want to be a source of help and a source of service and wisdom and experience for you. So in January and February of this coming year, 2020, I'm hosting an online songwriting coaching series. So it's going to be a mix of group coaching sessions and private coaching sessions. You'll get feedback on your songs. You can ask your questions about the music business and get answers. And you connect with other aspiring songwriters from who knows where. And it's all online. So you can join us from anywhere in the world. And the deadline to join is Thursday, January 2nd. So you can get all the details and join the event. Best way to do that is you can just go to giftfrombrent.com, download my free ebook called Think Like a Pro Songwriter. It gives you a lot of value for no money on that. And it also gets you on the Songwriting Pro Insiders email list. And then you can uh, you can be up to date on all these opportunities and stuff. But basically, I'm just going to sit down with writers and, and give them the, the straight, give them the straight business on their the songs and yeah, give them the straight poop. So, and help you guys write your best songs and, and move forward and help 2020 to be your best year yet. And so that is the songwriting coaching series. You can go to songwritingpro.com, look under events and workshops. You can find it there or giftfrombrent.com. There you go. All right, guys. Well, that takes us to the end of another Killer Climb episode. Love this one, by the way. Mindset. Thank you. I thought it would be up your alley. People don't want to talk about mindset. They want to, they get angry at mindset, but really because that's the thing that's holding them back. And Straight it's up. It's hard. Yep, it's hard. So uh, join the Climb community. If you haven't done so, subscribe to the podcast so you get all the episodes. Please take a few minutes and help us reach our goal of 200 ratings and reviews on iTunes. And lastly, tell a friend. Shout it out on social media. If there's something that you learn, let other people know. And the more they hear it from you, the more legit we become. This podcast exists because we want you to win. So keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the top. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett. 
Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 